Hi, everyone. This week, we are here with Iman Sabi. She is the founder of Scribesmith, which is a copywriting, I'll ask you what to call it properly later, but agency, they help people with copywriting and they're very good at it. And she is currently making six to seven times what she was making in her previous job. So that's pretty awesome. But thanks for coming on and let's get into how this all got started. Sure. So when I kind of stumbled into this industry like most people do, and oddly enough, because of the podcast, I was a fresh grad, was unemployed, heard a podcast about people who could, you know, type words into the internet and make money. And I'm like, I tried that. Never heard of copywriting before and gave it a shot. And kind of built this up while I had a full-time job on the side. And now this is like three years on, team of 13. Um, my like my personal salary is like six or seven times what it was. Um, we have like three arms to the business where we have, you know, we're creating physical products, we're creating our own course platform, and then we have an agency. So lots happening. <laughs> wow. I like that description of copywriting <laughs> type words into the internet to make money. Which is accurate. Pretty <laughs> to make much other people money, but also to make us money. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. So this was, you would have been what, like 21 or 22 then? Yep. 22. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And what gave you the inkling that like you could just do that, right? Like you have a job. And then you're like, oh, I could do this. Like, where did that come from? So I was actually unemployed when I started this up. I, the economy was really bad. This was back in 2016. Um, towards the end of 2016, things weren't looking too good, especially if you have a useless degree like political science. Um, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> and um, I started, you know, blogging and people started noticing my work and then they were like, can we pay you for this? So I'm like, yes, please. And then as I kind of started digging into that, um, I was sent a link to the Copywriter Club podcast. And up until that point, I didn't even know copywriting existed. Like I would have thought, you know, intellectual property or something like that. Um, and that's when things kind of shifted for me. I eventually did get a job. I think it was with maybe April, 2017. And up until this point, I was making like maybe four or 500 bucks a month, so nothing crazy. Um, I wasn't in North America at the time, I was in Qatar, so it was like enough money to like maybe eat out for a month, but like nothing crazy, like I couldn't pay rent for it. Um, so I had to get a full-time job. And yeah, eventually, I think by November of that year, I was making enough to quit my job, move to Canada, and not have to look for a job here. It was fairly quick, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting the sense that, like, you don't second-guess yourself that much. Is that true? No, I'm very much a leap-before-you-look kind of person. <laughs> yeah. How, how did that develop? Because that is not all that common, in my experience, at least. I don't know. I mean, I get that question a lot, actually. I think part of it is from, um, you know, having a background in martial arts and things like that. You have to, like, really... I mean, you have to, like, I mean, that's just going to sound really like, cliche, and I hate to be Mr. Miyagi about this, but you have to commit to a punch, otherwise you're going to get punched. <laughs> and that kind of, 
yeah and um so that was ingrained in me really early on i've been doing martial arts since i was like six or seven it's been a huge part of my life um, i used to compete and all of that so it's really cool. I'm a fake martial art person because I did Muay Thai for like four months. Um, what kind of martial arts do you do? Um, I well, primarily Shotokan karate, but um, I've also done some Taekwondo, some Muay Thai, um, some kickboxing. Karate is definitely like my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Somebody else that I interviewed was talking about kind of uh, his background in sports and how that parlayed over into certain attributes of how he runs his company. What else do you feel like comes from that background and that training that you use in your business now? I would love to say discipline, but I have none. Um, but I'm, I'm like, <laughs> um, but I think resilience is definitely part of it. Um, it, I mean, I think people come into this industry thinking it's going to be like, I mean, I, at least I know that I was a little bit delusional coming into this thinking it's going to be like, it's going to be great. I'm going to be, you know, living the laptop life. It's going to be easy, but it's not, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And um, I think the, whatever I got from my background credit just helped me kind of push through. And I've had some, I've had some pretty, pretty rough years that I've gotten um, the personal side, like I was running this business while my mom was hospitalized and I was her primary caretaker, all of that kind of stuff. And this was like, I was like 23, never had to deal with anything like that before. So running those kind of things, I think it kind of, it helps you one compartmentalize because, you know, you're able to kind of clear your mind and focus. Um, there's definitely that part of it, but yeah, overall resilience, grit, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really hard thing. Talk to us about what those, like you mentioned, it's not, it's not this dream that you thought it was going to be. What, what actually happened for you? Sure. So, um, when I, I remember when I made my first $23 online, I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going to like be minting money. And I like started doing, um, you know, the kind of math people have on sales pages, like, Oh, you know, you're going to have 20 clients a month at thousand dollars. You're making 20 grand a month and you're set. Nobody ever really talks about how much work getting those 20 clients is, how much it is like on the, like how much bandwidth it actually takes mentally to kind of keep every, all those balls up in the air. And I didn't realize how much I would get in my own way because I was so young and so immature and no real work experience at that point. Um, how much I really didn't know about how things worked. Plus, you know, coming from a totally different cultural and work background as well. You're just the learning curve was so steep that when I look back at who I was in like 20, 2015, early 2017, I don't fully even recognize that person anymore. Yeah, I can resonate with that. When I was starting my first company and I made a hundred bucks. I was like, all right, if I do this ten times a week and then I do that every week. And I'll make this amount of money and that's going to be easy. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Get hit with a hard dose of reality. What did that, what happened? Like, what was that waking up like for you, you know, to go from who you were then to now? Like, what were the, what were the kind of big 
lessons from that? I think I had to, so I felt like I was, um, you know, the kid of the grown-ups table, but with that kind of came the expectation that people would treat me like a kid as well. Like, okay, if I screw up, it's fine. You know, I'm not a real business. I'm just like a 20 something sort of thing. And that was a, that was not, not the most professional way to kind of come across as well for all these reasons, but it also meant that I have to really learn that people were actually trusting me with their money and therefore I have to deliver and actually do really good work that I could, um, I could justify the kind of rates I was charging. I mean, I wasn't charging very much at that point, but um, it still felt very, like there was that, I didn't feel like a kid had the right to kind of charge those rates. And it meant that I had to kind of grow into the shoes that I already even built for my business. And like I had to emotionally mature into my business. And that was like, that was really challenging for me. Um, I'm also incredibly introverted, like I'm the most introverted person on the planet. But, um, you can't really do that way if you have a business you have to like you know show a podcast you have to talk about yourself and things like that um but um i'm a fairly solution oriented person so i went out and hired a speaking coach so just you know get over my fear of like speaking to another human being on camera um and i think i continually invested in myself which really helped do you have because if I can resonate with the story, I could imagine that there were some hard situations like you spoke about being the kid at the grown-ups table and then having to learn that you can't necessarily do that. Were there any like specific instances where clients got really upset or things didn't go right? I mean, there were some very close calls, which were enough to like put the fear in me. And I was coming out of like, you know how it is in college. Like if you don't hand something in, the only person that affects is your grade. And I was totally okay with that. I was the kind of person who really gave no shit about how my grade was affected when I was um, in university. Like I, like I had, I never kind of attached my idea of self-worth to my grades. And I was totally okay with the fact that my I got a C for not handing in something or a D minus for handing, not having handing in something. But that, you can't really carry forward that mentality into a business if you're being paid for something. And you know, deadlines are deadlines, they're not suggestions. So that kind of stuff. Um, there were lots of um, lots of nights where I would have to scramble till 3 or 4 a.m. just to get something in to a client. And it would not be my best work. <clears throat> and it would reflect in the kind of comments that they were kind of giving and like with their feedback and, and it would be more rounds of edits and things like that. I kind of caught on soon enough, like it didn't end in like a really big blowout or losing any clients thankfully, but um, yeah, it just, I needed to take it more seriously than I did in like the first four months, five months. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And you mentioned, um, well, the popular term for this is self-care. Um, but you mentioned like growing yourself um, as a way of growing your business. At least that's what it sounded like. What other kinds of things you do in terms of like you got the speech coach? Like were there other things that really made a difference for you in terms of, you know, once I worked on this part of myself, I could see it play out in my public persona as this business. Sure. Um, hiring a mindset coach or rather working on a mindset coach was really helpful as well. Um, 
I like I think because the, the business has grown so fast, I haven't I hadn't really had the chance to deal with a lot of those things that were just kind of being shoved under under the rug and I needed to really sit down and address all of that, um, which was really helpful for me. Investing in mentorship, um, I've invested in mentorship pretty much from day one. Um, and I think that's really helpful. Um, it's been really helpful to see how other people see me rather than how I perceive myself. And that's been helpful because um, I don't know, again, a lot of this is cultural, a lot of this is like, you know, being a woman, things like that. There's a tendency to like, self-deprecate, which um, was not, is not ideal, again, if you're trying to build a system. So again, working with people who saw value in my work and respected it, despite the fact that, you know, I was young and people who were giving me opportunities and trusted me with those things, that was really helpful as well. Mm. Do you have like peer peer groups as well because like you mentioned mentors were important do you have like other founders that you kind of have i don't know think tank or just somebody to bounce ideas off or just like talk about when you're having a bad day yeah for sure um i'm in one right now i've been in i think this is probably the fourth one that i'm in um and i honestly most of the agency side was built from leads that came in to my peers. And like till today, I think like 95, 99% of all of our leads on the agency side still come from word of mouth and referrals from my network. Um, we've done very little paid advertising or anything like that for our own business. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and how do you go about that? Because I feel like to get on the strategic side for a second people in what i've seen mess this up a lot like they join groups with the purpose of selling but it sounds like you've brought in leads but i would imagine that you're not just going in being like hey guys i have this thing how, how do you show up um so i think it depends on the kind of group you're in number one if you're in a group where for example, I'm in a group with other copywriters, so there isn't, I won't be, I'm, my target audience isn't other copywriters. I'm not really going to be selling anything in that group, but if I can show up and kind of show that I do good work and like become known for good work by, you know, being helpful and providing advice and things like that and become known in my niche. And if they have leads come in that aren't necessarily good fits for them or they have bandwidth issues, and it's a good fit for my niche, then they just send them my way. It's really, and I do the same whenever I have something that isn't a good fit for me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just having friends, friends that friends. think of you. Increase <laughs> uh, business success, friends. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and I'm curious, what's on your mind today? Like you have team now, you're growing. Um, what are you, what's on your mind day to day in terms of where you want to head? Well, right now, um, it's we <laughs> we have a launch coming up in October nineteenth, and it's just like everything is focused on that one launch. We have built our own course platform. We work primarily with course creators, and we saw a couple of issues in the space where people are. Um, you know, the best, the most popular courses aren't necessarily the best ones. They're, you know, just the ones with the best marketing teams. 
um, and there is like this fundamental problem with quality control in the course in the course space. And like us personally, like our team alone has spent around twenty grand on bad courses alone. And yeah, I wasn't joking when I said we invested. <laughs> um, so we wanted to create a platform where we would vet every course that goes up. So almost like a curated course platform for entrepreneurs. And everybody who, you know, anyone who wants to host their course on our platform, we're doing, we're hosting it for free. We're marketing it for free. We just take like 25% of total revenue. So like ad spend, everything comes out of our, our end. Um, and we built and we've developed the platform ourselves and it goes live on October 19th. So there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, yeah. Is it, it's like a full platform where you can build courses too um well you'd have to like build it elsewhere and just upload the video content gotcha gotcha oh still that's like a lot of stuff <laughs> like a lot especially of for someone books. with no programming background whatsoever <laughs> that's did you hire people or did you build it you built it yourself I did. Oh. yeah wow that's very I have impressive. a lot of concealer on hiding the dark circles that I have for not sleeping <laughs> for the last three months. That's that's how it goes. Yeah. That's, that's good old software development. We know yeah. all about that. Um, that's very exciting. October 19th. And what's it called? It's called terrain. What do you say it again? Terrain. Like, you know, know the oh. terrain. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like that. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, anybody listening, this will go out before October 19th. So you can check out on our wait list. Yeah. Yeah. Terrain. I think I saw it was terrain.io. Yeah. I think I already looked at this. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. Well, I will wrap it up here, but thank you for coming on. I think this is, uh, we haven't had martial arts as, as the like (laughs) (laughs) background (laughs) for starting companies. So I like that a lot. Um, I think it's very cool. So yeah, thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. Thanks. Thanks for having me.